0: I am so excited to introduce Neutralite. This company has been around for 80 plus years. They were green before green was even a thing. They have the world's number one kids and adult vitamins and kids and adult probiotics. This company uses the power of plants from seed to product to nourish and support you and your family's immune systems so you can have fun and enjoy living life together. You know, personal testimony, I had allergies for years and couldn't even be in the room with dust or cats. And the only thing I've changed since then were my vitamins and supplements. They truly cleaned out my system and now I have three cats. Don't spend another penny on low-quality vitamins that invest more in advertisement than the product arm yourself with neutralite vitamins and probiotics and they have so many more things that will keep you and your family happy and healthy. Also, you can earn points towards cash with every purchase and with purchases over $99, there's free shipping. Stop losing sleep and time with your family and get back to life with the Nutrilite. The link is in the show notes. Welcome back to the Homeschool Advantage Podcast. I'm your host, Bex Buzzy, and welcome to the new year, 2023. Today's guest is Amy Sloan. Amy Sloan is the CEO and founder of Humility and Doxology. She is a second-generation homeschooler, and in today's interview, she shares her perspective as both homeschool student and homeschool parent, mompreneur, and a podcaster. Amy has been on a journey of a lifetime with humility and doxology. She says, join her as she dives into the profound, the silly, the intriguing, the challenging, and the practical. Amy shares ideas for educating your children Whether you do this at home or in a traditional environment, her creativity will lead you to find tidbits for personal growth and personal entertainment, because moms are people too. And lastly, she shares a list of great books. In this episode, we talk about the myth that there's only one right way to homeschool, how homeschooling is just as much about relationships as it is about academics. And finally, diving into her resources for beautiful memory work and textbook free learning. Amy encourages homeschool parents to find their identity in Christ, not just in their work and checklists. So go grab your coffee, go grab your tea and a pen and paper. And let's get into this beautiful conversation.
1: Amy, say hello to our guests and tell us what is something you think most people don't know about homeschooling? Thank you so much for having
2: me today. I'm delighted to chat with you. Um, as a, a homeschool mom and also as a homeschooled student, because I graduated from homeschool high school, I think that something that a lot of people don't think about is that homeschooling is just as much about relationships, if not more so than it is actually about academics. You know, we can get so worked up about finding just the right curriculum or just the right, you know, academic goal that we can forget that we're talking about human beings. We're talking about real people and those relationships are at the core of
1: our homeschool experience. And you have such a beautiful, like, vision for your the way you homeschool your children. I remember when we talked about it, um, in our first conversation, I was just so like, floored by it I was like, wow, she just has such a depth of her faith and who she is and how you know, she wants to raise her children. And that's actually the reason why you named it humility and doxology, right?
2: Yeah, when I started this website, um several years ago, I, it, the name just sort of was very natural, because the words humility and doxology were words I was using with my kids all the time. When I would tell them like the goals for their education and what we were doing here, I told them I wanted them to be humble people Mm -hmm. who saw themselves as creation, as image bearers of God. And I wanted our academics, our homeschool to fill them with wonder and worship that they would delight in the things that God had done and the things he had made. Um, and so To be able to see our homeschool as part of this bigger picture of our relationship with one another and our relationship with God, I think really brings a lot of joy and delight and humility, if I can say that, um, to our homeschool day. Yeah,
1: yeah, that is so beautiful, you know, especially in the world right now that we're in where identity is what they're trying to make fluid like you don't you don't have an identity your identity can change on a daily basis you're literally taking and you're grounding your children through the word of god and in their education to to know who they are and whose they are and that's that's amazing that's that's awesome you know you said you were a second generation homeschooler so Tell, tell me a little bit about your experience as a second generation homeschooler and now you're a homeschool mom. Do you see kind of like some things that you do that your mom did or your dad did when you were teaching you? Yeah, I am so thankful for my parents
2: and their ability and their willingness to do this crazy thing. Because when you know they started homeschooling, it really was crazy and there weren't the resources there are now and it was a real sacrifice and I had such a good positive homeschool experience and my husband as well was homeschooled through seventh grade and even before we got married we both were just sort of like it wasn't a big deal we knew this is what we wanted to do it wasn't a big conversation honestly we both just really wanted to give that experience to our kids so I think that the best gift of being a second generation homeschooler is that I was never inside the box. So I never had to kind of do the de schooling thing where I had to think, oh, I don't want my school to look like public school because I've never been there. I just got to always do things um, in the way that worked for our unique family. Um, I think that it's still on the same time, like I have had to learn that I'm not my mom. Our family isn't my family. There are things that are just different and unique. Um, And so to be able to to fail and to pick myself up and trust in the Lord's goodness in the midst of that has been a gift. But I'm so thankful to be able to continue that love of books and that love of textbook free learning, that desire to see our faith integrated with Mm -hmm. everything that we're studying. That's something that my parents gave me. And it's something I really seek to pass on to my own kids.
1: Yeah, and you put it right into your curriculum, right? You said you have two E children. Now you told me that's twice exceptional. My did I, did I say that right? Twice yeah, exceptional. Yeah, yeah. So, so remembered.
2: <laughs> yeah, that term you can sometimes see it on the internet. It's like two E or twice exceptional. And, you know, there's like lingo in terms of people can Google it. I actually recommend going to um, Colleen Kessler, Raising Lifelong Learners, her site for really great resources with that. But, you know, if you have children who are gifted, a lot of times people say, oh, you're so lucky, like they're gifted. Everything must be so easy for them. But a lot of times when you have a child who has academic giftedness or giftedness in a particular area, it can often come with challenges in other areas. Whether that be um, the way just a crooky brain or social or economic, uh, not economic, um, emotional challenges. And um, those can be really. Um, unique gifts and unique challenges when we're homeschooling. And so um, it's something that has definitely been a part of my own homeschool journey with my kids. I'm still learning, I'm still growing in that. Um, and it's served, I think the, the best part about having two kids has been to make me face my own insufficiencies to realize that teaching just as much as education is a matter of repentance that I need Jesus just like my kids do
1: yeah you know i was just thinking twice exceptional and i can understand that because i think the majority of the world we they they try to make everyone very average you know what i mean like everyone fit a fit a fit a mold and you know period and when you have um an exceptional child in in one area yeah there are other things that are gonna also surface and now you're there's a double it's like double duty because you have to meet this this um this like uh need and then you meet this next need it's like the the majority of us i i think like on the average have you know we have we have things that we all struggle with but the fact is maybe our academics aren't as exceptional so we can they, they can actually like kind of fit right in but then when you have that 2e child it's like wow i I can see it like I, as i'm as you're talking because there was a so I'm a teacher coach um, at our homeschool academy, and there is this one kid. He's really intelligent, extremely intelligent, but he's very quirky in a sense, right? So he kind of like runs around. He's Spider Man here. He's you know, um, you know, Iron Man here, and he's like whacking kids and he's throwing his webs at other kids, you know. And, and I'm like, and I'm like, oh man, but he's a sweet kid. Really, really sweet, but he's extremely intelligent and very, very hyper all at the very same time, and doesn't really know how to like actually like play without actually being very aggressive. So I'm like, wow! I, I the moment you the moment we start talking about Tui, I was like, oh, I think of him. You know, like there's just double duty that that mom has to do now to meet his academic needs and at the same time teach him like, hey. This is kind of socially how we do things, you know. But yeah, that's- yeah. And I think I think
2: that's why relationship is so important, right? Thinking yeah. about our children not as um as stereotypes right? But they're individual image bearers of God. And so you are able to meet them and focus on their strengths. I think a lot of times when you see a child who has struggles, we want to focus. I know I can, as a parent, want to focus on those things. They don't get right because I want them to fix it. right? Be better, be better, improve that area. And a lot of times, of course, we need to work and their weaknesses and help them grow. But with homeschooling, we have this gift of also being able to focus on their areas of strength and nurture them so that they aren't the kid who's five years old in kindergarten being told you're the problem kid, right? Mm. I never wanted that to be my child. And I've had, right. well, My children might listen to this. So I'll just say I have a child or more than one child who might have been that child who would have been labeled that way. And I never wanted that to be the way they started thinking of themselves as the problem kid. Um, And so I think that's a real gift. If we can focus on the individual, the real person that we love, and that's the gift of homeschooling because we love our children and we can communicate God's love to them. We can work on their weaknesses, but in the context of the gifts that God has given them.
1: I love that. Can you walk me through what your curriculum, how your curriculum, um, you know, targets that? Like you said, you have yours is relationship focused. That's a customizable education, right? That fits um, that fits for the best for for kids, for whatever kid you have. Can you walk me through like what that looks like? Like maybe mm, a lesson or just in a way we can explain it.
2: Yeah. So I think as a second generation homeschooler, I don't want anybody telling me exactly what to do. And so I kind of cringe away from telling other people exactly like here's the right way to homeschool because I just don't think there's only one right way to homeschool. I think you can kind of uh, tweak it and make it fit your own family. But what I'm passionate about is helping other parents see ways they can customize and plan something for multi age. Mm Uh, multi-personality, something that is based on mom's loves and mom's interests, just as much as the kids. We always talk about like, oh, the kids' interests and like follow their interests. I think mom's passions are kind of the secret sauce of homeschooling. So finding ways to combine all those things and create a textbook-free approach to studying things like history and literature those content subjects right okay maybe not so much like math where you kind of just need to like follow a little bit more of a yeah. of an order right like you have to understand addition before you can do like yeah. fractions right yeah. that there there are orders in which you do things but a lot of things more potentially than we think of are things that we can customize and do together, do at different levels so that you have one thing that everyone is studying at the same time, but then you customize it for each child in their strengths and weaknesses. So this is especially uh, something I love to talk about with history. Um, So like, for example, I have a textbook free history masterclass where I teach people how to do this. And so one of the things that I like to tell people they can do is they can take Take one nonfiction text that you read aloud, something you can read aloud to all the ages. And then from there, you can give supplemental assignments to each child based on their own strengths and weaknesses, their age levels, all those things. So you're focused on this common language, this common thing that you're all doing together. While also really meeting your children where they are, challenging each of them in the ways they need to be challenged, and I think you know, I especially love to do it with history, but you really can do it with a
1: whole host of subjects. That is so cool. How did you come up with that idea? Like, where, like, did it, did you just start doing it one day, or was it something that you kind of like fell into? You know how sometimes when we're like, oh, this this worked. Like, is that kind of how it came about? <laughs>
2: Well, history was a huge part of my own homeschool, uh, just a living history living books field trips seeing it as something that wasn't just dates and dead people but as a story of god's work um throughout time and so it came very naturally to me and i just started calling it textbook free history because every time i would go to like a store or look online and i would like see a history textbook and i would open it i'd be like oh no please no <laughs>
1: <laughs> i was like there's a better way i promise <laughs> oh my god it's funny you know what and it- What's really cool about what you're doing also is um, I know that there there are textbooks and I, and I've come I'm I teach in the public school and I remember I subbed in for a social studies class and they were teaching on Martin Luther um, when he you know wrote the nine I think it was ninety four thesis ninety one ninety four thesis one of those numbers and um, I, they were not correct like they, what they were saying, I was like, whoa, this is really wrong. And this was like sixteen years ago that the textbooks were not, you know, giving all the information. So I love what you're doing because you're taking a concept you know, maybe one thing that they're reading, but you're going to probably branch out and start pulling from other places, maybe, maybe a video, maybe a trip, maybe, you know, um, another type of, you know, storybook, or, you know, a project or something like that, where we're really taking a lot of different categories of teaching, and you're bringing it, you're kind of like just bringing it in one place. I love that. That's such holistic learning
2: yeah and you can go to original sources you can include beautiful memory work you can include historic speeches there are just so many ways you can integrate this across the curriculum
1: oh man that that is fantastic so um with with your curriculum and everything like i mean as we're wrapping this up like like where can they find you like where can they connect with you and you know grab a hold of your resources
2: Yeah. I would love to have your listeners come over and follow me at humilityanddoxology.com. That's my main website. There are links there to my podcast, which is homeschool conversations with humility and doxology, but there on the website, I have so many free resources for memory work. I just have, um, uh, historic speeches, 26 of the best historic speeches from ancient times to modern times, tons of free memory work, resources, history resources. And then you can follow me also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at humility and doxology.
1: That's awesome. And on your podcast, what do you focus on on your podcast? So the, when, when they go, because obviously the people who are listening here are podcasters, they like to listen yes. to podcasts. So what is it that you focus on in your podcast? So I have been a podcast listener for like
2: longer than I probably should even say, like back when we listened <laughs> to podcasts on stone tablets. Um, and I love podcasting. I love this medium. So I generally have um, guests. So I love to interview a wide range of homeschool moms, dads, other educators. We talk about all sorts of different topics, whether it be um, like practical, like nitty gritty topics, big picture topics. A recent one was about homeschooling in times of crisis when everything seems to be falling apart. And so I love bringing a big range of people on some of the questions that I ask them are the same. And it's amazing how much you see how our, our homeschools share. I love that. And then some of the questions are different and you get to really kind of see what life is like for the homeschooler next door. So it's really fun. I have some big names on there and just some like ordinary homeschool parents next door. And I think that combination is just really important. Like just to realize we're all just in this together. Um, and it's been a really fun adventure.
1: That's awesome because I know you know that's probably one of the big things just to be able to you know have a spot, I mean like my podcast is about helping people find curriculum. We need other information to after we get the curriculum like how do we, how do we live this life now, you know what I mean where do we go how you know and and i love the fact that you have both and that's the same thing here like i have both i'll have like big names and just you know the mom and pop who are creating you know their curriculum and all of it really brings this beautiful blend of just value for everyone so they can see themselves and they can be like oh this really resonates and i love that that's so great that's fantastic yeah and i'll have all your links and all of your resources in the show notes so Amy, tell me, what is one big takeaway you want to leave with families today?
2: Well, one of the things I always like to tell people is that you don't have to wait until you have something perfect before you start. So I often say that the imperfect thing that you actually do is better than the perfect thing you never even begin. And I think especially homeschool moms, like we so much want to do this well. it's because we love our kids. Like this is really important. What could be more important, right? Than educating children. And sometimes that good thing almost becomes an idol or it becomes a burden. And so we can't do anything because we're so afraid of not doing it perfectly. And so I think if I could just leave your listeners with an encouragement is just do the imperfect thing and do it by God's grace and rest in the work of Christ.
1: Oh, that was beautiful. Thank you so much, Amy, for coming on today, taking time and fitting, fitting this into your schedule. Because I know you have, you're a busy woman. So thank you so much for coming and just sharing your experience, your knowledge, and your testimony. It's been awesome having you on.